0: Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger. And as always, we have another amazing guest. And this guest, you may have heard from maybe a year and a half ago, we had this guest on the show. Welcome back, AJ Rajani. AJ, hello.
1: Hey, Brian. How's it going?
0: AJ, thank you very much for coming back on the show. Since we last spoke, folks may have heard of you when you were running an accelerator. You're an investor. You're an entrepreneur. Came out to the first Inside Outside Innovation Summit back in 2017. And you've always been out there on the edge doing some interesting things. So I wanted to have you back on the show specifically to talk about a new article you published in Medium. And the title was Navigating the Shift to a Portfolio Career and how we should think about our professional identities when they're designed to change. And if you listen to the show, you know, we've been talking a lot more about the world of work and how our individuals navigating this world of work. And I thought it was a really great piece to bring you back on, talk a little bit more about that. So welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Brian. Looking forward to sharing, you know, my thoughts on that topic and, and hearing yours and hopefully just, you know, contain the conversation forward for the world at large.
0: Let's bring our audience up to speed about where you've been in the last six months or so. You have a new company called Mural. Let's first talk a little bit about that.
1: There's a thread here. When we first spoke and I was at that point running an accelerator, all digital, remote, global accelerator that was really focused on helping individual people before they start a company, take an idea and turn it into an experiment. And so, you know, the real thesis behind Next was the name of that accelerator is that there's an emerging trend of experimentation amongst our young minds and anyone, essentially, with some capacity for knowledge work to run these experimental sprints. And in the process of doing that, we kind of started learning a a bunch of interesting things about really how work was being done and how people were thinking about their careers. As part of that accelerator, we started building a lot of our own software that would help the people we work with. And we would work with an increasing number of people as the software grew you know, do a couple things. One was just launch ideas more quickly. And two is communicate better with the people they're working on those ideas with. And so those people would range from true co-founders to kind of like contractors and collaborators all the way to mentors. And what kept coming up, what we kept seeing is that everything that people are doing and sharing with each other is now in the cloud. It's in a Google Doc. It's in a, you know, Microsoft 365 Doc. It's a deck that you're hosting on Dropbox or Docsend, whatever it might be. It's a video or a podcast. All of this work is in the cloud and we are each becoming increasingly more prolific as the software becomes more usable to us. Like all of us are creating tons of work assets as we work on tons and tons of new ideas, as we work on side projects, on full-time opportunities, as we're switching jobs more frequently. So there's just this massive proliferation of work assets and they become really easy to share through the cloud. And so we thought about what if we built a product that did two things for people. One, for folks who don't traditionally have portfolios, right? So traditionally you'd find a photographer or maybe a graphic designer would actively maintain a portfolio. We wanted to see that idea of a portfolio exists for everybody. So make it really easy for product managers, growth marketers, entrepreneurs, people who wear a bunch of different hats, to create portfolios of work just by linking out to all these different documents and assets they have in the cloud. And then two, because we've become so much more prolific and because we all are kind of engaged in these portfolio careers, which obviously we're gonna chat about, um, make it easy for you to curate different versions of yourself so that you're not just flooding each audience, each person you might work with, each job you're applying for, each client you're applying for a gig for, not flooding them with the whole kind of like river of all your work assets, but rather just like really curating the tributaries you wanna focus on with them. So taking a couple pieces of work from this project, a couple pieces of work from this project to really go deep on your product management skills, for example, when you're applying for a product management gig, as opposed to the work assets and skills you want to feature when you're applying or buying for maybe a marketing or public speaking engagement, something along those lines. And so that's really the genesis of Mural and it really did stem a lot from what I was doing with Max earlier
0: it becoming more and more prevalent in, in a lot of different ways i talk about it as the slash economy and, you know everybody has a, a slash mm-hmm. after their name so it's you know author investor podcast host entrepreneur or whatever the case may be and it seems to be more and more the trend that's happening so let's take a step back first and talk about like how would you define a portfolio career and i know people have thrown that term out to the ether there's a little bit of misconceptions back and forth but how would you define a portfolio career
1: you know i think my definition from a portfolio career really stems from my personal experience and foray into it. And so for me, what it means is that you're emphasizing things like passion, curiosity, and self-actualization, usually at the expense of security and in many times your probability adjusted earnings, right? So you're taking what was typically or in you know previously kind of this replicable trajectory of like, hey, I'm this type of person, I'm going to follow this type of path, and I'm going to get to this clear goal or end game in mind. You're displacing that idea of a career with something that's much more of a self driven collection of projects, adventures, and discoveries. Both the path and the goal are not nearly as clear in a portfolio career as they are in maybe what you'd call a straight path career. But it's almost defined in that sense by what it isn't. Because it is not one of those things, it starts to take these characteristics of something that looks a lot more like a portfolio. And then often, you know, to get out of the abstract, try to give a couple of examples of the types of careers that might typically be described now as portfolios. One is a really obvious one, it's the example I just recited, it's my personal example, but you're someone who wears multiple hats. Right. You are sometimes a product manager, you are sometimes a growth marketer, and you do coaching, advising, teaching, investing on the side, right? That's a really typical example. Another one that I think is really common, but maybe it doesn't get the kind of portfolio treatment that it really should, and that's not like a value judgment. It's like, I think you'll do a better job at this career if you think about it, portfolio. but you wear one hat. You're really good at maybe one, maybe two specific things. So you've got that one hat, but you do it in multiple contexts. And I think right. this is a very common dynamic now. I'm full-time at Intel or IBM or wherever it might be, some big company, but I'm doing a bunch of consulting, advising, and increasingly coaching and teaching on the side as well. And so even though I'm applying the same skills, I'm applying them in very different ways in those different contexts. And so that's a portfolio career as well. The third one, which I really admire these people, I call them Jekyll and Hyde, but in a good way, you know, let's say you're a copywriter by day, but by night, uh, what really drives you is animal activism. And so, you know, you might just have these two superficially very dissociated skills or passions, but because you do them, you bring them together and you are kind of growing your portfolio. And then the, the last one is increasingly overlooked because it is a portfolio career just by definition. If you're building a literal portfolio, right? So if you are a VC investor you are a portfolio careerist. If you are a full-time freelancer, you know even if you're doing one thing with one type of client, you are a portfolio careerist. And I like to think of all creative writers and journalists as well. You're inherently a portfolio careerist because the whole kind of essentially DNA of your career is a portfolio.
0: Well, it seems like in the past, there have been some industries that are more portfolio driven, I suppose, whether it's you know acting or, or like you said, artists or, mm-hmm. or things along those lines. We're seeing it in more and more types of jobs in that. Why do you think this trend is increasing and what gives individuals the capability to put on these multiple hats or do these multiple things that maybe weren't present a decade ago or two decades ago?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there are a lot of people who've written and thought about this even more deeply than I have. I think part of it is just like this gradual and natural kind of unlocking of the human spirit and human nature. And so my thesis on people is that when it becomes easy to do something, they start doing it. I think Couple of things that the internet has enabled and globalization has enabled, a bunch of things have enabled, is that it's a lot easier to share and it's a lot easier to collaborate now than it was in the past. And so, because it's a lot easier for me to share, that means share the work I've done in the past as well as to share the work that I'm doing now, it becomes a lot easier to build trust and credibility quickly. If you're looking to contract someone for a four week project, you don't really want to take time to get to know them over four weeks when the project itself can only going to last four weeks. So, getting to a place where the internet makes it easy to share the work. And the credibility and the evidence that I'm the right person for this gig unlocks these kind of like short-term gigs and the labor mobility that you haven't typically seen in in knowledge work in the past, but you're starting to see now. And so I think that's one part of it. And the second part of it's easier to collaborate now as well. You just don't need to be in the same space as often. You don't need to have as much physical time as often. And I think you don't need to be as concerned about people's intent and people's reliability because there's all this software that can regulate who can have access to what information. What email addresses have permissions to view which domains and which you know which styles of information as well that because a lot of that can be automated now collaboration across countries across companies across teams has become a lot easier and so i think that's been second big thing and the third one which, which i didn't foreshadow but it's just it's become easier to learn right so yeah. with boot camps with MOOCs, with access information education kind of like increasing especially in this continuing education format after your typical higher learning format It just becomes easier for people to add new skills and evolve their career over time, evolve their skills over time.
0: Well, it actually goes beyond that from the standpoint of not only can you learn new skills, but you can actually have the technology tools to actually implement those things that you may not have had in the past. Yeah, be
1: great. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even in the fact that the tool that you're building with Mural provides the, the layperson, so to speak, to be able to communicate or act differently or create new things that wouldn't previously be possible without technology.
1: Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And so creating a mural is as easy as copying and pasting URLs and ordering them and telling the right story with them and, and curating them into different collections. So it involves very little technical know-how, even far less than you know something like a Squarespace or a WordPress.
0: So can you give me maybe some examples of some people, either professional that are well-known or whatever, that may be embracing this portfolio career and doing it really well?
1: I think a big trend we're seeing is that knowledge work, right? If you think about a knowledge work, whether it's a someone who's, who's a copywriter, someone who's an analyst, someone who's a growth marketer or a product manager, if you were to turn that person into a business, they would be a service business, right? I'm in the business of providing growth marketing services. I'm in the business of providing product management services to XYZ types of clients. But I think the real paradigm shift we're starting to see is that those people are becoming blended product and service businesses because they're really nailing down their methodology. How do they uniquely approach their work versus somebody else? What are the examples of that methodology being applied well? And the most important part is like, what is the systematic framework and templates I'm using to deliver that methodology to those types of clients in that context, right? And so when you get to a point where someone is pitching, not only this is the work I've done and this is how I do it, but like, this is a set of resources. This is a set of templates. This, this set of like cohort analysis, like spreadsheets, again, you know, these could be spreadsheet right. templates, Google doc templates, desk templates, podcast templates, right. Start to see, you know, these, these individual knowledge workers or contributors start to really productize the service that they provide. I think that starts to unlock a couple things. One is that they win their individual clients, right? The, the entrepreneurial clients they're pursuing as consultants and freelancers. They win those clients a lot more quickly because that level of trust and credibility is a lot more firm. And, and a level of fit to know that you're the right person for me and I think the second thing you start to see is that they become product businesses themselves right they are the types of people who are going to start newsletters that people pay for to follow they're the types of people who are going to roll out courses or make you know their air cable templates their their product spec templates actual commercial items in the marketplace and i think that's like really been one of the biggest paradigm shifts that we've seen is typically service professionals productizing what they do Either as like a top of the funnel, this is how I win your attention, you want to work with me, or B, that might become my business itself, is really marketing those products themselves.
0: The final thing I want to talk about is, so we have a lot of people in our audience that are corporate innovators, They sometimes they have some slash hats, sometimes they don't, but they're increasingly getting pushed to do more different things that would more in effect come a portfolio career in that. What are some ideas or tactics or things that you've seen well to help a person in that shoe become more of a portfolio type of person moving forward?
1: Yeah, I really do think that's a great point. I think I I really would imagine that they have, there's tons of of skills, know-how experience and real value that's kind of like locked there. And so to unlock it, I really recommend that people start curating examples of their best work. And so, you know, I created Mural, not because I wanted to create a software product, but because I thought this was the most important behavior to take someone who's not a portfolio careerist, let's call that right now and get them there. Mm-hmm. We've had so many of our users. They work at Amazon. They work at Ogilvy. They work at these big quintessential, you know, multinational corporations, and they think about themselves as that. And then they create a mural. So they choose five or six work assets that really demonstrate to somebody what they're good at, what they've done in the past, and what they want to do next. Right. And once they have those set of work assets, they will start describing themselves as I'm X Y Z at Amazon or X Y Z at Intel. But I also work with startups and and nonprofits. on Y Z. And just having that portfolio makes you capable opens up that kind of conversation for you. And so I think that's a really important process for people to get to because it helps them figure out what am I really good at? What do I know I can do again? Right? What have I done in the past that I know I can replicate for the right client? Which ones do I feel the most confident in expressing that about, right? Which types of experiences and skills do I feel most confident in expressing through my work that I could do it again? And the fourth is like, what am I comfortable sharing versus not? And I think that's a big concern for a lot of folks who've been inside these silos is like, how much of this is okay to take outside of my company versus keep in. And so going through that process while you create your mural is really important. And we've also created a bunch of tools to make it easy to limit who can see what, right? Not just like choosing which assets to highlight, but if there's this product spec you wrote that you only want to make available to one person for one week or one month, you can make that happen really easily in a mural.
0: I suppose that's even more appropriate in those, well, I think you called them the Jekyll and Hyde type of scenario where you maybe have a core skill set in your professional life, so to speak, but have a a lot of stuff that you bring to political side of things or something where you don't necessarily want to mix and match what you're doing at your day job, so to speak, and having the ability to tell those stories uniquely and give a person yet a, still a full picture of who you are is pretty important.
1: That, that's exactly right.
0: Excellent. Well, AJ, I appreciate you coming back on the show to talk a little bit more about this. It's a fascinating trend, fascinating topic, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future. If somebody wants to find out more about yourself or Mural, what's the best way to do that?
1: The URL is muralapp.mu. you R A L A P dot IO, All you have to do is, you know, backslash Ajay Rajani, A J A Y R A J A N I, i o slash Ajay Rajani to learn a ton about my work. I'm very transparent. And you'll also be able to contact me directly through there as well.
0: AJ, appreciate you being on the show. Thanks very much for being on Inside Outside Innovation and look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Brian. Take care.
0: That's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. If you want to learn more about our team, our content, our services, check out insideoutside.io or follow us on Twitter at the IO Podcast or at Group. Until next time, go out and innovate.